Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Awesome, awesome. Well, so good once again to have everybody watching, tuning in online on different platforms all over the place. Um, yeah. We got our laptop up here, iPads, yeah. phones, smart TVs, and it's been pretty cool because we have, this is our second experience today. Mm-hmm. We're live, yep. and we had our 9 a.m. service, and man, there was hundreds and hundreds of people that were interacting, that were interacting online, uh, talking about where they're at, what what they were doing, and just doing life together. No matter even if the even if the doors of an auditorium are closed due to circumstances that we can't control, uh, I just love how people mobilize, right? And 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 we still gather, uh, no matter what the circumstances are. So right now, there's host homes and small groups, and I just one of our youth pastors just said we got a huge group of students at a at a house. Here. But and, not too many. Yeah, not too many. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying, everybody's so freaked out about too big of groups oh, and that sort of saying. thing. Threw That's me off. I mean. No, sorry. I meant, you know, the reason that we're doing online church is because, obviously, like you said, the governor said that we couldn't have too large of a group. And so that I was making that joke. Gotcha. Sorry All that. right. But so. take a second and tell us where you are watching from. We are literally on Facebook right now. There's also our YouTube app. Make sure that you type in. Tell us uh, where you're watching and how many people are with you. We want to we want to say hello. That's part of this beautiful technology thing, guys. I love it. So here's our good friend Marla Grace. She's uh, watching and she did the emoji with the hearts on the eyes. We love you, so that's Marla. That's the best one. You're Nathan best. Foster, me- meeting with the small group and Come watching on. online. Yeah. I love that. Denise so and David, uh, oh. Megs, and oh, there's Susan. Jesse and Susan watching. Uh, uh, with well, Sean's family. Well, Sean's here, yeah. but the rest of the rest of the crew. Yeah. yeah. So we're uh, this is like family time, and we're kind of loose today. Yeah, and California. Absolutely. I saw one earlier from South Carolina. What's up? I love that. It's so, so uh, you know what? I the, the another thing here as we've you know frantically almost kind of this week we've been trying to figure out how we can have church, and it's just it's just been so cool the response that we've gotten from uh, different folks who uh, just have opened up their homes. Uh, and, and, and this word that just has been resonating with me over the course of this week is this word hospitality. Right. Uh, so many people uh, with, with hearts of hospitality uh, doing whatever it takes to get people together uh, to worship, to be the church, because that's what we're called to do. And I'm reminded uh, that that the early church had, had, had more to do with home-to-home versus one large gathering. Right. It was in the marketplace. It was at homes where most of the miracles took place. Uh, and so I'm encouraged in, in that arena. And then, Ashley, you and I were talking. Uh, we were reminded this week of the story of, of a woman named Lydia who was the first European convert. She has this radical encounter with Jesus through the through the through the, the ministry of Paul the Apostle and his disciples, and she's so compelled, she shows, she's so, so shaken up by the Spirit of God that she demands that P- Paul and his disciples stay at her home. And theologians will tell you that based on that one act of hospitality, it literally propelled them into their, their next wave of ministry into Europe to the point where many theologians believe that it was because of Lydia that the very first church in Europe ever started. 
So who knows what's really happening right now in people's homes, new relationships are being formed that we'll look back maybe in two years Mm -hmm. or five years or 10 years and say, man, remember that whole pandemic thing? It was in the middle of that where I went to someone's apartment or I met at a Starbucks and there was a relationship that was birthed. Look what God did. It's pretty cool. It is. It's awesome. So I'm so excited. I want to make sure that if you are actually watching alone from your mobile device, maybe your car, maybe uh, your apartment or your house or wherever you are, you actually don't have to watch it alone next week. If you go to cfan.church, www.cfan.church, right now, you can go through a list of host homes by neighborhood that would love to connect with you. And you know what, friends? We're going to be adding so many more host homes this week that are going to be hosting exactly what you said, live stream parties. So we want you to connect. Do not isolate. Do not isolate. Even if you're in the high-risk group or if you are uh, experiencing symptoms, you can actually be a part of live stream watch parties where you can digitally connect with people instead of physically connecting with people and watch the live stream together and chat through and pray with each other. This is not a time to isolate. We want to make sure we are linking arms and handling this together. And in fact, you mentioned prayer. Uh, I was reminded this week that the president made today a national day of prayer. So we're literally joining with churches all over this, all over America, yeah. uh, and we're and we're praying, we're praying, we're praying. And 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 before we close this, we'll pray uh, another time for just for uh, healing and peace and and all of that really really good stuff. So, you know, we're in this new series, Level Up. Uh, we started it last week, and you know, we're in the season of Lent. We're in this season leading up uh, until Easter. And here's the thing. People are asking, are we going to shut down Easter? Uh, we're planning to go f- full forward with it. Uh, now, of course, if, if the government gets in the way of that, there's nothing we can do about that. And we'll, and we'll, we'll uh, be flexible and figure something out. But as for now, man, Easter Sunday, we, we cannot wait to gather here. Uh, but in the middle of that, we're moving up, up to, um, to Easter Sunday. This is the season of Lent. And the question that we've been posing is, Man, what does it look like to go to the next level in every area of our relationship with Jesus? Because he's called us to greatness, meaning he's called us, according to Matthew 28, the Great Commission, he has laid out this assignment that kind of kind of feels overwhelming to go and make disciples. And, and what does it look like to do that uh, very effectively? It requires us to step up in every area of our life. So we started out last week, Ash, talking about what does it look like to get more of the faith and we needed it. of God. Amen. Absolutely. And man, it wasn't a, a coincidence that we started with that uh, because, because seven days later, here we are. But So we talked about faith. Today, in the midst of everything that's going on. There's a lot of you that are watching right now and you're afraid. You're dealing with anxiety. There's a lot of questions. What's going to happen together? In fact, we have a big family uh, text thread. We have, you know, brothers and sisters all over the country. And we've even been talking today. We're all kind of like, well, what's the next step? My, my mom and dad, my parents are in Chicago right now. And, and they're getting, you know, a little bit older in age. And they're like, do we get on the plane or do we stay here? So there's a lot of kind of anxiety going on right now. My grandmother's in an assisted living home and your parents. And so, so there's questions and there's worry and there's wonder. And, and in, in, in the middle of all that, we're going to have to tap into this word. And that is wisdom. We were going to have to use wisdom. 
And I'm grateful that we have earthly wisdom. I'm grateful for science. I'm grateful for a government that's being proactive and doing everything that we can to, to, to make earthly decisions. But man, we need to step up. We need to level up in this area of heavenly wisdom. And so, Pastor Ashley, today, let's, let's talk about that for the next few minutes. What does it look like to level up, to step up, and connect with that Solomon-type wisdom that God only God can give us. Yeah, amen. So we're going to go straight to Scripture. And I want to encourage you, friends, my prayer is that you're taking notes, that you'll take notes and that you'll go back to your notes throughout the week and that you'll allow the Holy Spirit to really speak to you and minister to you in such a real way, in a timely way in those moments when you might need it most, right? So we're going to look at Proverbs. We're going to start there. Proverbs chapter 9. We're going to start in verse 9. Scripture says, instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. So even if you have wisdom and you get instruction, it's just going to give you more, right? There's not a cap on that. Amen. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. Here's where I want you to underline. Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is is where we start in this wisdom thing. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom, your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. So where do we start with this wisdom thing? Scripture says that we start with the fear of the Lord. But so many of us, and I remember the first time I heard this passage, I remember thinking, whoa, whoa, wait. No, no, no. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So that can't be right, right? So many of us look at that as, wait, wait, maybe that's a contradiction in Scripture. But it's not. And here, I want to teach you what this actual word fear is. If you have your Bible still open, circle the word fear. And I want to teach you the actual word it is in the original language. The word there that's translated fear is actually yira. Where you are, at home, in your rooms, in your group, say it out loud. Say yira. Yira, right? And yes, in some areas it can be translated fear, but it's really this awe-filled reverence. It can be also translated as awesome. You know, we throw that word awesome around all the time, but really it means to be filled with awe. It, it, it's, it's an all-encompassing awe. It also means reverence or respect. So what Scripture is really telling us is that unless we have this awe-filled reverence of the Lord, we can't even stop getting, start getting wise, right? Like, we can't start at all until we start there. And so there's a couple other places in Scripture that use that phrase and translate it into fear. One is Philippians 2. And some of you have heard me teach this before. The passage is, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And that seems counterintuitive too, right? Your salvation? Well, in that passage, it actually is better translated as deliverance. So as you're walking with the Lord and you want to work out those things in your life that you still have that baggage, right? You may be saved. Your, your eternity is secure, but you still got some of that stuff hanging on you, right? That, that, that addiction, or maybe you have that struggle. Well, Scripture says that all that stuff gets worked out with Yira, with this idea 
of really starting to reverence and respect and understand the awesomeness of God. Let me give it to you in a practical story. I've told this story so many times, but it's such a great picture. I spent a, a summer, one of, um, gosh, I guess it was my junior year of college. That seems like an eternity ago. Uh, my junior year of college, uh, some of my close friends and I were backpacking through sort of um, the Four Corners area, right? The desert areas. And we worked during the week on the Navajo reservation as counselors and then we explored on the weekends. And every single weekend adventure, we actually built up to what would be the culmination, the epic most point. And I remember one weekend we did Canyon de Chez, and one weekend we did Mesa Verde, and one weekend we did the Painted Desert, all these amazing things. But the very final weekend we were there, we did the Grand Canyon. And I was the only one out of the entire group that hadn't been to the Grand Canyon before. And so I remember they, they took me and put me in the Jeep and blindfolded me and we're, you know, driving. And I'm a little nervous, i got to be honest, because they're kind of jokesters, too. And so I was kind of scared about what they were going to do. But uh, I remember pulling up to the North Rim, and, and they walked me out to the North Rim of the Grand Canyon blindfolded. And my friends sat me down on the ground. I remember my legs kind of dangled over. Kids don't do this at home right? <laughs> if Izzy did this, I would freak. Uh, and I remember they, un, they took the blindfold off. They unblindfolded me and then stepped away and no one said a word. And in that moment, for the very first time, I beheld the majesty of the entirety of the Grand Canyon. And friends, I remember starting to shake and a tear fell down my cheek I couldn't even contain it. It was so unbelievable. Well, was I scared of the Grand Canyon? No, I wasn't scared of it. But I was filled with awe and reverence at how amazing it was, how incredible. I remember another time that you and I both experienced this together. And it was the day our firstborn, Israel, when she was born. And that first time holding Israel, right, I'm shaking I'm shaking, and, and I remember tears falling down my face. Why? Was I scared of my daughter? No. Was I scared of being a mom? Yeah, maybe a little. But, but really, ultimately, it was this awesomeness, this reverence of, of what God had given us and how beautiful and how amazing. And I want to encourage you, friends, that is the beginning of wisdom. That is exactly what Scripture says. He says, you can't understand anything of what's going on or anything of what God has for you and wants to do for you until you first start with understanding just how huge and amazing and powerful our God is. That is Yira. And so I want you to know that not only is it the beginning of wisdom, but Scripture says that life and rest are also found in this awe and reverence of the Lord. Look with me, Proverbs 19. In verse 23, it says, the fear, that is Yira, the fear of the Lord leads to life, not ever death, life. And then once you have that, then one rests content, untouched by trouble. And we know that trouble may surround us today, friends. Wherever you are in the world, but scripture is so unbelievably clear that the awe and the reverence of beginning to try to understand just how great our God is, 
That is what leads to life and to rest. Some of you haven't rested since the governor shut down these large gatherings and started to, to close schools. And friend, rest is found in him. Today, rest is found in understanding that our God is so much bigger. And so this morning, we have three areas, three areas that we want to encourage you throughout this week to continue to evaluate, three areas that are going to help you understand kind of where your awe and reverence really is. And if you even start to have a grasp of just how incredible our Savior and Lord is in our life. And the very first area is our worries. If you're taking notes, write that down. Our worries. What consumes you? What does your mind stay focused on? What do you allow to reel in your mind continually? What is keeping you from sleeping? What, what are your worries? Matthew 6, verses 25 and 26 say, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Friends, I want you to pause and really think about what have you been consumed with this week? What are your real true worries? What, what have you allowed to really take control of your thinking, of your emotions, of all of those areas? I was thinking even of what that looks like. Because sometimes we present ourselves in a way that looks like we're worried about this, but we're really worried about this. And, babe, I know you're not a big Friends fan. Uh, anybody out there watching at home, you know what? Some of you have it on your Netflix, like, just watch list, okay? And if you're like me, I'm a huge Friends fan. I'll oh, be there for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Pastor JF will not watch it with me. Pray for him. Extend your hands now. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he won't watch it with me, but there's this episode of Friends. Bear with me, and you can go and fast forward and watch it later. But it really, I, I thought about this in the moment when we were talking about this principle of worrying. There's this episode where Joey and Chandler and Ross are going out with Phoebe's boyfriend, and he's a police officer. So they're going out to patrol. They're going out on duty. And they, they're in the back seat of the car. And they hear what they think is a gunshot. It's really a car backfiring. Spoiler alert. But in that moment, Joey jumps across the car and what looks like in protection of Ross. Well, Chandler gets very upset about this, babe. Because Chandler thinks that Joey's his best friend. And in that moment, there's this whole big uproar. Well, it turns out Joey was really just a, you know it at home. Come on, you know he was protecting his sandwich. Joey really likes food. Joey doesn't share food. Sorry. Everybody at home's laughing. I promise. <laughs> no, but I want you to think about that, friends. Regardless of what you are projecting that you're worried about, the Lord knows your heart. And you will have to examine your heart. And yeah, it looks like I'm worried about this, this, and this. But really, I'm worried about this. And I, I want you to, to truly begin to evaluate and unpack that. But I want 
I want you to know that your worries reflect where you are putting your trust and hope. And Psalm 147 says that the Lord delights in those who yera him. He delights in those who have awe and reverence and, and just even a beginning of understanding of how great he is, right? But I love the last part of that because it explains what it looks like when someone really does yera him. Look, Psalm 147, 11, who put their hope in his unfailing love. And friends, that's what we're called to do today. So, so what are you worrying about? I, I want to pose a question. Um, what, what do you find yourself the most worried about? Is it, is it, are you more worried of the things of this earth more than you are than pleasing God or doing his will or doing the things that he wants for you? If you catch yourself more worried about a virus versus than what he wants, I would encourage you to continue this evaluation process as we step into this next point, and that is our watching. Write that down. You're sitting in a man cave with some brothers. Write down that word, or, or that, those two words, our watching. What are you constantly looking for? Because what you're trying to see, you will find. Yeah. I mean, how many of you know what you're looking for is what you will see? Like when you're intentionally looking for something, you will see that thing, right? I can remember, man. Oh, Amber's going to help me out with this silly little illustration here. But I can remember when our firstborn, Izzy, was, was born. And uh, she, uh, this, this contraption here uh, really be, became my, my very best friend. Now, when my wife, Ash, when she was getting, yeah, try to jam it up in my neck. There you go. Oh, uh, uh, we're having fun, aren't we? Um, but I can remember the first time she brought this to me and she said, uh, get used to this because uh, this is going to be with you everywhere you go. I went, <laughs> step back. I will never use that thing. And the reason why I said that was because dudes don't wear these things, man. Also, it was what, like nine years ago? It was nine yeah. years ago. And but still, I know there's some dads at new. home right Kinda now new. that, yeah, the dads at home right now that have kids that are older than mine and you're laughing right now and you're like, oh yeah, no, no, you use that thing. And you know what? You are so right about that. But I can remember the first time we lived in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and we were down in Santa Monica at Third and Promenade. It's kind of an outdoor shopping area. And we're getting out of the car, and, at, and I'm kind of walking, and Ashley's like, nope, put it on, put it on. So I, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Well, I'll do it for my kiddo, right? So I put this thing on and put her in there, and I can remember walking out, and I was like, people are going to start making fun of me. I, I just know it. Like, like, like people, I mean, dudes are going to throw, you know, throw tomatoes at me. What are you doing? Uh, and all, you know what I, I discovered? I discovered that I saw other dudes with this thing on, with their babies in it. And not just like one, like tons of guys walking around the pier and, and all over Los Angeles, and they had these things. And, and I was like, well, there, there's, there actually is dudes that wear Bjorns, you know? And I'll never forget, it got to a place where you'd see a guy with his Bjorn and his baby, and we'd do like one of those peace sign things, like thumbs up, like there's a little fraternity of dudes with Bjorns, you know? And I was thinking to myself, just as you and I were talking uh, through some of these principles this week, man, what you are looking at, what you're searching for, what you're trying to see, you're going to see. 
And so I, I, you know, for, for weeks and even months, I would walk around LA with this thing. And I'm like, where's my guys at? Where's my, and sure enough, there'd be dudes walking around with their baby Bjorns. Because here's the thing, what you're, what, what you're wanting to see, what you're intentionally looking for, you're going to see that stuff. And, and it's exactly what Matthew's talking about here as, as uh, Ashley removes this contraption from me. And I'm just thanking God that I'll never have to wear one of these again. Uh, well, maybe so. I guess we'll have grandkids one, one day. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm just reminded because this is exactly what Matthew is saying as he, as he continues this passage that Ashley just read. Look with me at Matthew chapter 6. He, he's, he's talking about this, this being intentional, intentional with what you're seeing. Remember, he leads with don't be anxious. And Ash, there's a lot of anxious people right now. So the question is, how can we not be anxious? How can we do that? And he tells us how to do it here in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 26. Let's read it. This is actually Jesus talking. And so Jesus says in response to this anxiety thing, he says, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And, and, and why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow's thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And here it is. You're dealing with anxiety today? Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. There's a lot of people worrying about what the news is going to say tonight and, and what Trump's going to say in the morning. Jesus says, don't worry about that, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So Matthew tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. So here's the thing. What if in this difficult season, uh, instead of watching for the worst-case scenarios— Instead of like hanging on everything that Fox News and CNN has to say, like, oh, it's going to, instead of like intentionally looking for the next tweet about the next closure of something, maybe instead of pursuing that, we pursue his kingdom in the form of looking at areas, even in the middle of this confusion, looking for opportunities to love, looking for opportunities to encourage to, to uh, speak to people's fear. There are so many opportunities right now. I'm talking to Jesus people right now. You are connected to people that don't have this hope yet. And right now, in the middle of all of this, you can be that for somebody. So maybe for the next, I don't know how many weeks it's going to be, days, could be months, maybe you, you, you harness that energy and you focus on opportunities uh, to, to use that energy to promote the gospel, to love, to serve, to seek first his kingdom. So many opportunities for, to simply just bring peace to chaotic uh, atmospheres. So that's one thought. And then, man, if you just go back, look at this. Jesus is like, it's so clear. 
Do, do some practical stuff. I don't know. We might be self-quarantined for weeks. I don't know. Uh, but maybe instead of like standing in line for nine hours at Costco, maybe you get your stuff and then we do what Jesus said. Look at this, verse 26. He says, look at the birds of the air. Man, I'm just reminded, man, I, in my opinion, now I'm, of course I'm biased because I was born and raised here and I grew up here, but man, uh, uh, Mr. Muir, he'll, he'll agree with me that this is the most beautiful part of the country. We have, you know, water and mountains and forests and animals, man. Maybe just take some time and appreciate the seagull flying by, man. I mean, the beautiful, you know, animals. And maybe you need to go take a walk through Five Mile Drive or, or walk down Chambers. That's why I'm going to be heading out there and, and doing the loop. And maybe if you can get up in the mountains, man, and just appreciate uh, his handiwork, that mountain that we look at every single day. Take time and just meditate on the fact that, wow, Lord, that's what you did. That's what you're all about. He, he talks, he, he says, take a stroll and check out the flowers. I mean, so there's some practical things too that will relieve you of anxiety. And it's all a part of what Jesus is saying here by seeking after God's kingdom. And you can do it in very practical ways. Yeah, so powerful. Okay. So those of you taking notes, First, our worries. We're going to be evaluating our worries. We're going to be making sure that our worries are not overtaking us and that we are attributing the proper strength to the God of the universe. Our watching, that's number two. You're going to be careful about making sure what you're watching for. If you're looking for trouble, you're going to find trouble, right? If you're looking for a doomsday, whatever, you're going to find that. Trust me, don't Google. Don't Google any of that stuff, friends. Just know who is in control? And also exactly what you said, practical stuff, right? Go and watch the birds and, and think about how God sustains them. It's so powerful. But also watching for those opportunities that the Holy Spirit is providing you to utilize exactly what he's saying and to minister to people. And as the band comes back, lastly, number three, is our worship. Write that down right now. Our worship, our worries, our watching, and our worship. Friends, everyone worships. Oh, well, no, I just stumbled across this live stream, and I am not a Christian. Friend, you worship. You worship something. Everybody worships something. And you know what? It can change moment to moment and minute to minute, right? Because what worship is really is attributing strength and power, right? The power over your life, the attention, right? The highest praise. What are you putting on a platform above everything else? And I think we really have to be careful about what we are putting higher than our God, especially in these days and in these times. You know, we've been talking a lot about the book of Acts because we even, we're talking about, you know what, Lord? We've been praying for revival for this entire nation, for the whole world. And God, maybe, maybe you're gonna use this to bring about revival. Maybe you didn't wanna do it through a, a church building. Maybe you, maybe you wanted to go old school the way you did in Acts. Because we talked earlier too, only one of the miracles from the apostles, from the disciples was recorded being in the actual temple. Every other miracle in the book of Acts was done in homes and the marketplace. And so friends, we are believing that God is going to use this to bring his spirit to, to bring life into our nation in a brand new way. 
People are desperate now in a way that they haven't been in a really long time. People are faced with their mortality right now in this position in a way that they haven't been in generations. And so I remember in the book of Acts, do you, do you want to know what they were actually, what their nickname was throughout the book of Acts? God-fearers. God-fearers. What, what does that mean? Well, they were characterized by their era. They were characterized by the way they saw God. It, it literally had everything to do with every part of their lives and how they functioned in every single avenue to the point where they were called Yiras. People that truly understood the awesomeness of the God of the universe and everything that they did was actually flowing from that understanding. I want you to know that Acts also talks about this idea of being so reverent and filled with awe for who God is and how it literally built them up. It, it was a building up and encouraging. And so maybe, maybe today you need some encouragement in, in your walk, in your faith. And guess what? Getting a proper perspective of who God is and the awesomeness of who and how he is, that can do it, friends. It will do it. And I want to leave you with this passage, Psalm 66, and then we're going to practice this. We're going to practice this in a second. Psalm 66 uses the word yira and then also gives us instructions on how. Verse 1 says, shout for joy to God all the earth. Did you know what? A pandemic involves all the earth. Every single continent. Shout for joy to God all the earth. Shouting and sing. Sing the glory of his name. Singing. Make his praise glorious. Say to God how yira are your deeds. Underline that word awesome because that is the same word. How yira are your deeds, Lord. You are so awesome. You are so powerful. This awe-filled reverence, friend, be, be aware. Be aware of your worries and the power that you're giving to those things, right? Be aware of your watching and be aware of your worship. Be aware of who you are putting on the highest praise platform. So on this Sunday, on this, on this national day of prayer, Ash, and I, and I love that that's what this is. We're going to join with Jesus people all over this country. And uh, Pastor Ashley and I, we're going we're gonna to pray for you wherever you're at. If you're in a small group, if you've gathered with friends, maybe your kids are running all over the place right now. I, I just love it. In fact, we just got texts. Of our kids are with some friends, and they're watching the feed and having a good time. That's what it's all about. And so wherever you're at, uh, I want to pray for you today. You know, in the middle of this anxiety and this fear and all of this stuff, this area that Pastor Ashley just talked about, what, what, what is really consuming your mind? Um, what is taking up your headspace? Scripture's clear about taking control of our thoughts and, and making them bow at the feet of Jesus. It, it, what a beautiful picture of just saying, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going there. Enemy, you can't have, you cannot have control of my thoughts because that's what he wants to do. And I'm telling you, we're going to pray against that. Maybe you're, that maybe that's you today. You say, you say Pastor JF, I, I'm a Jesus follower. I love God. But man, this thing has gotten the best of me. 
And on to that second point, the watching thing. Man, I'm, I'm just so consumed. I'm like literally just like refreshing my, my Twitter feed just to see what the next thing is. And it's, it's like consuming me to the place where I, I uh, thank you for this perspective shift. Uh, I, I needed to hear this today. I, I'm going to pray for you too, that, that even starting today, maybe just step outside. It's, it, here in the Northwest, the sun is shining. Maybe you just want to step outside and just, and look at his handiwork and just focus on how good he is and, and, and focus on his ways and not your ways and the good thoughts that he provides. I'm going to pray for you too. And, and in this area of worship, there's someone watching right now. You just got to, you have to remove the, you've placed so much worth on earthly things. Uh, maybe it's the pursuit of, of material things, or maybe it's the pursuit of a, a relationship. And you've like placed so much value on that, 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 that the order of your priorities in your life, like Jesus is somewhere down here. And we, we said it in the first service. I mean, this is a daily thing because there's even times in our life where God kind of gets niched down because of whatever happening. Oh, coronavirus now gets moved to the front and God's like number four or whatever. And in those moments, I'm, I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit just kind of, or, or through a friend says, hey, you know what? Here's what's really going on. And maybe you're here today. And you, you just got to put God number one again and, and truly place value. Worship is, is putting, wor- giving something worth, uh, worthy. Place all of your worth and, 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 and praise and worship unto God. And I'm telling you, and so we're going to pray right now, all right? Wherever you're at, maybe you just want to close your eyes right now. Maybe there's kids running around, you can't physically close your eyes. That's okay. But just connect with Pastor Ashley and our team right here. We're going to pray for you uh, right now. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor JF, uh, today in the middle of all this chaos, this has been the moment. It's all been leading up to this moment to give my life to Christ. Maybe, just maybe, You've had to experience just how broken our world is. Uh, and, and, and now you have. <laughs> you, you see what at, what's at stake. And you're at a place where you say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done doing it my way. I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, I'm going to pray right now uh, that you would say yes to Jesus. So, Lord, I just pray right now for a friend. Maybe they're in a hotel room somewhere. I've been watching the feed. There's friends that are actually sick in bed. They're laying in bed and they're watching this online right now on their phone. Uh, we just pray that you would heal that person right now in Jesus' name, that you would bring rest and comfort. Lord, there's people watching in family rooms and in coffee shops and gatherings all over this community. I just pray right now, if you're listening and you say, that's me, JF, uh, maybe you just want to say a little prayer like this, Lord, um, I'm at the end of my rope. Uh, I don't know where else to turn. I've, I've turned to uh, r- relationships. Uh, I've turned to um, chemicals. I've turned to the pursuit of materialism. I've done it my way far too long. And it's just, it's just I, I don't want to keep doing life like this anymore. I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, I want to ask Jesus into my life right now. If that's you, I want you to say a little prayer like this. Jesus, come into my life. Begin to heal me. I repent of my sins. What does that mean? It just means I lay down all the mistakes I've ever made. I was going in one direction and now I'm, I'm turning and I'm, I'm going in a new direction. And, I'm, and Holy Spirit, uh, I thank you that you're going to lead me and that my, my steps now are going to be called righteous, <laughs> meaning the right path. You're, you're not going to lead me astray, Lord. So I'm giving you my life. 
uh, I want you to begin to speak to me, God. Begin to heal me. I believe I'm putting my trust and faith in you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Now, every other Jesus person right now, I, wanna, I want you to hear me right now. We're going to pray. You're in your family room there with some friends, and, and you're smiling and eating pancakes, but you are, you are so afraid right now of what tomorrow holds. We're going we're gonna to come against that spirit of fear right now. And I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would give you that Philippians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, the peace that surpasses all understanding would guard your heart, that it would guard your mind in Christ Jesus. In the midst of all of these questions and not knowing what tomorrow holds, there is a peace that we can tap into. And I, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak that peace. I, I can't explain it. I can't quantify it. All I know is it doesn't come from this earth. It doesn't come from a bottle. It doesn't come from a, a, another one night stand. Lord, it's a peace that only you provide. And so right now, Lord Jesus, there's friends that are connected to this body and beyond that are dealing with anxiety and fear as to what tomorrow holds. In the name of Jesus, I speak peace. I speak healing. Fear, anxiety, you must bow. You must bow at the name of Jesus. We lay it down right now. All of our fears, all of our anxieties, all of our worries, and we look up to the hills whence where my help comes from is what the psalmist said. So we thank you, Lord God, and we worship you and we give you all the praise. And we thank you that none of this makes sense to us right now, but you, it does to you. And Lord, you know exactly what you're doing. So we thank you for that. And we just, now we just, we relinquish our pride and we just humble ourselves and we just say, have your way, Holy Spirit. We just sang about it, but we mean it today in Jesus name. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, we want to also encourage you, don't go anywhere. Uh, We have some discussion questions that we're going to toss up on the screens. Grab your phones right now. If you're on a computer, screenshot your computer and make sure that you use these questions throughout the week. Uh, maybe to meditate on, maybe you're going to journal about them. Maybe right now, if you're in a live stream party, you're going to discuss some of them. Maybe not all of them, but just a few of them. We want you to think about what your worries are and, and your perspectives and priorities and how you can create habits to begin to shift those. And then also how you can be more watchful of what God would have you do in this season. Are there opportunities, spiritual opportunities that, that you need to start asking? him for and being open to those. And number three, do you practice worshiping, meditating on who God is on a daily basis? How might you incorporate even just a few minutes of this every single day? For some of you, you're going to give online right now for the very first time, because maybe that's a part of your life you've never worshiped the Lord with. And scripture is clear because where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. And and so I just want to encourage you, if the Lord is speaking to you to, to give, because you have this hoarding mentality right now, and that's part of your fear. I just want to encourage you, maybe today's the first day that you give for the first time. And there's so many ways to do that, but make sure you get those questions down. But right now, we're going to practice that worshiping part. And for you, maybe it's taking a second to to stop and to sing with us. 
Maybe it's lifting your hands for the first time. Maybe it's kneeling for the first time. Maybe it's giving for the first time. Maybe you're going to actually reach out right now and go to cfan.church and connect with a group to live stream with a small group together next week. Because friends, that's worship. Fellowship is a type of worship. That's right. So we want to encourage you to do that. And, and right now, we're going to practice yeah. and, that and, worshiping thing. And it's cool. I'm just looking at the, the, the feed here. People are, you know, they got comments going. Our good friend, uh, Christina Foreman, just said that she's going to go for a walk with her husband yes. outside. And yes, that's enjoy it. We love you, Chris. beautiful day. Uh, lots of different things. Amen. So, uh, Maria just said, thank you, worship team and pastors. What a great service. And so... People appreciate you guys and, and everything that's we're doing. So like uh, Pastor Ashley said, we are with you in this. And so we're going to sing right now, and then I'll come up and close. But maybe you want to, like she said, uh, take a moment to go online and, and, and give of your finances to everything that the Lord's doing here. You can see that underneath here in a second. All right, God bless you. Let me pray, and then we'll sing. Lord, I thank you for what you're up to, what you're doing. I thank you. I'm leaving here today with just a greater sense of your peace in my own life. And so I thank you, Lord God, that despite everything that's going on, you're with us. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.